this early break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Husker Hoops in action tonight, 7 p.m. against Northwestern on the road in Evanston trying to get some revenge on a embarrassing loss at PBA two Saturdays ago in Lincoln. We're joined now by Husker Online's Robin Washington. Good morning, Robin. Five games left in the regular season for Nebraska. Uh, do you believe they will keep fighting to the end and keep these games competitive to the close with a 1-14 record, Robin? Um, I guess to be determined. Um, you know, I guess for the most part, for every instance that they've had where they play like they did against Northwestern or um, you know, the couple games like Michigan and Auburn and where they look like they had very little interest in being out there, they've generally responded fairly well, um, you know, and at least played close games. Uh, it showed enough fight to be mildly competitive. So I guess just based off that, you, know, you, 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 would, you would think that they'd have a chance. But certainly at this point of the year um, where we are kind of turning down the finish line here and with what we saw um, in the second half against Maryland, um, they they got to prove that they still have that fight left in them. And, you know, they've, they've been resilient despite very little success and very little reward. Um, but, you know, eventually it gets to the point where uh, the totality of the season is going to become too much. And um, I guess it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, maybe that some of that fight starts to, to continue to wither away as, as the, the season comes to a close. We are joined by Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Bryce McGowan's earned his seventh Big Ten Freshman of the Week award yesterday. Robin, Jake posed this question earlier in the show to me. I want, I'm interested in what you would say. Is he as good as advertised, Bryce McGowan's? Is he better than advertised? Or is he not as good as advertised? Where where do you fall on that continuum? Well, um, I mean, he has played like the best freshman in the Big Ten Conference. And, That's pretty um, good. You know, maybe, maybe besides Max Christie at uh, Michigan State, I don't know if there's really any anything close. So, um, you know, just as far as individual achievement, now some people will make the argument that there's plenty of other freshmen in the league that um, maybe aren't scoring as many points or – playing as many minutes that um, are having better seasons because they're helping their teams win. And so that's, that's very fair. And, you know, you can, you can make that case, but as far as coming to Nebraska and being, you know, the primary scoring option and, um, you know, playing like, uh, or putting up the numbers that you would expect from a five-star player, he's, he's certainly done that. Um, I'd say probably, what he's doing now is significantly better than what we saw from him at the beginning of the year, um, just in terms of his assertiveness. Um, you know, his ability to get to the free throw line has been really impressive and, um, you know, find ways to score um, as, rather than just jacking up three pointers and being a little timid with the basketball. So he's kind of evolved with his um, aggressiveness and maturity offensively. Uh, and then also I think he's playing a little bit better defense. Um, he's being a little bit more active of a rebounder. So he's grown quite a bit over the course of the season. And so, you know, obviously he certainly still has his flaws. Um, he's hardly a perfect player, but 
Um, you know, when you look at kind of the expectations for him, uh, he's, I think he's certainly met the expectations within the program. And obviously with his individual accolades, you could make the case that he's um, even exceeded those given the fact that right now he's the front runner to win Big Ten Freshman of the Year and probably be in the conversation to, um, you know, maybe a freshman All-American. Rob, I look at uh, Rutgers, and that's a team that before Steve Peichel got there, they were they were pretty downtrodden. And the first couple of years, you know, they, they put physical basketball, they, 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 they made defense a priority, and now they're a team that's going to make probably the dance. Right now, still contending for an outside chance of winning the conference, but they regardless, going to be a tournament team. I mean, is that program... Uh, you know, one you can look to, to to give hope for the future for Nebraska again. They can get to where they are and be a respectable basketball program, whether it's under Fred Hoiberg or not. Certainly, um, an example. Um, I guess maybe you can look at the recipe that they followed, and you know they went and got a coach with an identity, and they recruited that identity, and they stuck with that identity. And it's kind of the same conversations we have with football. It seems to me that Nebraska basketball still is trying to figure out what what they are and what they want to be to be successful in the Big Ten Conference. And I think this has been a learning process, and uh, they don't quite seem to uh, be to the point yet where they found an answer to that yet. And so um, I think that's kind of the ultimate goal, where like you can see it can be done, where you can take a downtrodden program, and if you get the, the right coach who runs the right system and recruits the right players it doesn't take long to become uh, a competitive program, even in the big 10 conference. So that it, if nothing else, Rutgers and, you know, other, other programs within the league, they show that this isn't an impossible task. And if you do things the right way and you, you figure out what you want to do and you take the necessary steps to get there, um, there, there is, there is a path to Nebraska basketball becoming what it wants to be. And it's not some insurmountable task that, Nebraska will never be good just because they're Nebraska. No, absolutely not. Um, Northwestern, Northwestern, twelve and thirteen. Robin, five and eleven in the Big Ten. Is Collins is is Chris Collins the head coach next year at Northwestern? You know, I just don't know if there's the pressure to get rid of him. So, you know, it's kind of one of those programs where they just kind of stick with guys. And so, um, I think if he wants to be there. Probably, um, I, I just don't know exactly what other direction Northwestern would go at this point. Um, certainly, they've they've had some flashes. I mean, they, they went to an NCAA tournament, and won a game. So, um, you know, when we talk about the program with very low bar of expectations, they've kind of already achieved that. So, um, we'll see just kind of how it goes. But I mean, I think Northwestern still still doing enough. For that job to be safe, I think it would have to get pretty ugly for them to chase him out of town. Why did Why did Northwestern give Nebraska so many problems in the in their in that twenty four point win a few weeks ago? I don't know how much it was anything that Northwestern even did. Um, so they run kind of a funny they they play a somewhat similar style of offense to what Nebraska wants to run, and okay. the fact that they have a five, they have a five out mm-hmm. and their center Pete Nance is basically a three-point shooter and so like they spread nebraska out and compared to what they had been seeing to that point you know when you're playing the you know kofi coburn's uh, hunter dickinson's you know those, those big traditional centers um they had to 
play a different style of defense to where Northwestern challenged them to be um, very active and aggressive on the perimeter. And the issue was Nebraska did not bring any activity or aggression with their perimeter defense and essentially let Northwestern do whatever they want. Yeah, they and did. Northwestern hit 10 three-pointers in the first half alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they they ran a pick-and-roll, like just a, a basic pick-and-roll pick style um, of half-court offense, and Nebraska didn't challenge the, the screeners. They didn't uh, switch um, with any sort of uh, want to, and they just made life incredibly easy to where Northwestern was able to do whatever it wanted and built a 22-point halftime lead. So, you know, sure, Northwestern did a good job of hitting threes um, as well as they had um, basically all season long. But, again, when when you make life that easy for your opponent, you shouldn't be surprised when, when those types of shooting performances happen. And that was probably as egregious of a defensive effort or lack thereof mm-hmm. as we've seen from Nebraska all season long mm-hmm. you know and, and at least leading up to that point they they weren't winning mm-hmm. but they were playing hard on defense and they yeah. were playing close games um that was what made that game stand out so much yeah. is sure they weren't winning but you know they were at least being competitive and they were fighting and at least in the first half and you could probably say the whole game of that northwestern loss they didn't fight at all no. and when when those types of performances happen those are the ones that um, really kind of sound the alarm about the, the state of the program. Robin, good, good analysis. Yep, good stuff. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Sounds good, guys. See you. Yeah, that first, half, that first half, I, I talked about this on the air, but to drive home the point of how bad that was in the first half, I watched that entire first half standing up because I was, I was in shock. That's th- th- those are the moments I go to when I think this can't, this is not working. I watched it. I I never sat down the first half because I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing. Northwestern hit ten three pointers in Nebraska's building in, in the first in, yeah, one half. half. It's in, not a full game in the first twenty minutes. Half ten. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was so bad. I watched True Detectives first episode standing up because I couldn't believe what I was watching but that was it was because it was so good I watched Beavis and Butthead episode number one standing up because I couldn't believe what is this what am I watching what am I well this is remarkable Beavis and Butthead was remarkable TV at the time I and I stood I stood there for a half hour like what 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 was that I did the same thing with Nebraska Northwestern I didn't sit down because I couldn't believe it not in a good way. I couldn't believe what I was watching. You're comparing Nebraska basketball to Beavis and no, Butthead? No, I'm not. Beavis and Butthead's remarkably, remarkably, it's a remarkable genius is what Beavis and Butthead is. I mean, and True Detective season one. <laughs> Northwestern's not remarkable genius <laughs> offensively, but Nebraska made them look like that. Yeah, they did. There you go. Still happy I was golfing that day. Yeah, you were. I tracked. It was a my, nice day. I tra- it was. I said, I'm glad I'm not watching this. And I'm tracking it on my phone. It was great. All right, four six four five six eight five. Call us right now to take down sip in trivia. You are zero and one on the week. Today's topic, sip on the game show. Shut up, simple. Is NFL player colleges? What schools did these players currently in the NFL attend? Four six four. Five six eight five. Shut up, Sipple. Starts right now. 
We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Right, four six four five six eight five. Call the dick down. Sip in trivia. Harrison is on his way in today. He's awake. He's alive. He's on his way he's on in. His way. He's been a podcast. He's, he's coming in. Harrison's coming in. So that being said, I do have a caller. I couldn't go over and answer the phone. Um, if you can hear me on the phone, who do we have here? What's your name? Quentin. Quentin. Oh, Quentin. Yeah. All right, Quentin. How you feel? How do you feel about NFL player colleges today? Pretty good. All right, Quentin, thanks for doing this. How do you feel? I just feel okay. I got to refocus. I'm going to try to refocus. All right, you're 0-1 in the week. Yeah, great. So it's a chance to get to 1-1, but Quentin feels good, so don't feel too good. Okay. All right, Quentin, first question goes to you. What college did Broncos running back Javante Williams go to? Hello? Um, I'll just guess Pitt. <laughs> That's just like the random hello over there. <laughs> no, it's not Pitt. Uh, Sip, do you want Javante Williams or not? I, have, I haven't the foggiest idea, so I'll pass. He is a rookie that had a great year from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yes. All right, 0-0 tie. Sip, your first question for the lead. What college did Packers running back... A.J. Dillon go to. He went to Washington. Oh! Quick, confident answer and incorrect in that. He did not go to Washington. Do you want that one, Quentin, or no? He goes to. Had a really good year at Boston College. Boston College is correct on the steal, and all of a sudden, Quentin can win this outright here. Up 1-0. Last question, Quentin, for the victory... What college did Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown go to? Um, I'm going to say Ole Miss. And yet again, another 0-2 start to the week in trivia for Sip. Quentin, good work. we get your bagels. Thanks for calling in and calling down the road. All right, thank you. Uh, shut up, Simple, and have a good time missing this last question that you'll get. <laughs> that wow. Is a tag wow, that was beautiful. Quentin, nice thanks. job, Quentin. I guess you got to answer All right, let's do, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's see if Quentin, Quentin are you listening? Yeah, let's see if Quentin. Get ready. Right. Yes. Get ready. Uh, okay, Sip. You've already lost the game since for pride. What college did Ravens tight end Mark Andrews go to? <laughs> Will you prove R- Quentin are right or not? Mark Andrews? Yes. BYU. And Quentin's laughing on the phones right now. Oklahoma. God. And and last question. Gosh. Tiebreaker. Gosh. How many players? Players. Running backs, receivers, tight ends. Collectively. How many players had 1,000 plus yards receiving this year in the NFL? Hell would I know that? How many players had 1,000 yards? Yep, received? this could be a tight end, could be receivers, could be running backs, players. Okay. 
1,000 plus yards this football season. 49. That seems really high. <laughs> How about 26? Okay. How about 26? Okay. About the same amount of players that are averaging 20 points per game in the NFL. NBA. That was There's not, some, that was a, I would not characterize my guess as embarrassing. So that wasn't great. What? It's not embarrassing. That was great. A thousand yards is, is pretty hard to get. That was, listen, Quentin took me to the woodshed, then talked smack. He did. He was right in his smack talk saying, I can't wait to hear you get this question wrong. Yeah. A wonderful performance by me. That wasn't great. Well, 0-2 like you have been for most weeks Yeah, well, okay. You've reiterated that three times. Just, you want to go for four? Just giving people the facts and the stats here. That's all I'm doing. You can take them any way you want to. We'll bring in DP next for the spillover on Early Break on the Ticket. <laughs>